bring this show on. Yeah, we're we're live, dude. I just I sprung that one on you. Oh, we are live. Okay, I was uh, I wasn't paying attention to you. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing something else. I had a request request from a from a person who wants to know something about Frog Guy games. I was doing. I was Uh working. I was working. You you were multitasking. I I know. I I I can't multitask. I'm too old to multitask. (laughs) Yeah, and see, and and we won't even edit this in like the uh, post because I don't do editing because it just takes too much work. That's Folks, the best part. Welcome, welcome to the uh, Totalcon special, Talking Crit, Iron Rations, Dungeons, Dragons, and Discourse. You've got all your hosts, and Triple. you have the main folks from Totalcon, Angelia and Stephen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for. Yeah, no, thank you for. Here. Thank you for allowing us to participate in Totalcon when I, normally I'd be driving up there and. Uh, yeah. Rach is very disappointed we couldn't go this year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I probably got some. I'm glad I couldn't go this year. <laughs> you have a lot. You'd have a while to go from Oklahoma, Glenn. We understand that. Yeah. But uh, it would be a long drive. But for for me, it's a long drive. But I can do it, and we don't have to fly. We fly to the rest of our cons. So total cons, the con I can I can buy a lot of shit at, and or or be sent home with a lot of stuff by. Uh, by uh, Bill Webb and Zach Laser when they buy a lot of stuff and can't take it home. They cheat, on the plane. <laughs> but they cheat. They they <laughs> pay for the privilege to buy stuff for. I'm, I'm not rationed to go to TotalCon. That's beyond my ration. Yeah, it's that. a good, it, it's a good con. It and it's and it's got a very homey yeah. feel. Uh, you know, you, you feel some. It it's big enough. That there's a lot of stuff to do, but it's not. So big that you are stumbling over people or stumbling into people, depending on your your sobriety. But uh, sounds like a Texas con I know of. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit like North Texas. It's got a similar atmosphere. It's got a similar uh, friendliness. Except they've been around three times as long as we have, but uh, well, twice as long, I guess, at this point. Because this is this is your thirty thirty five, which is which is ridiculous. That's that's crazy. I didn't know that. Well, that's Jesus. your fault, Mike. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't start it. When was it? It's a new convention, 35 years now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been on staff at 25 of it. Wow. We wow. Number two. And I, I, I offered to help out one day. And then now I'm <laughs> now 25 years later, I offered to help. I was like, oh, what a big mouth. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now it's your. <laughs> Wow! Now it's, oh. like, now it's your bag of poop. I mean, if something goes wrong, people are going to remember you. And if everything goes right, people are just like, "Yeah, I had a great time at the con." Um, and who helped? <laughs> who who made it happen? Uh, Angela. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but but when something goes wrong, then then they know who to blame. That, that's usually I always blame Bad Mike, but nothing really goes wrong at North Texas. Well, I mean, can, can I tell well, a quick, quick story about yeah. Total Con? I'm going to tell a real quick story about what TotalCon means to North Texas, just real quick, so I can get out of the way because I'll forget it otherwise. Um, so when I we Doug and I were first looking at starting a con back in 2008 or nine, I can't remember anymore. It's been so long. Um, I was looking for cons with old school game tracks because at the time we wanted to do an old school con because nobody was doing old school gaming. It was all th- third edition, but third edition was huge back then. That was the third edition Pathfinder days. And I looked at every con running in the United States, and except for the big ones like Gen Con and 
Dragon Con, the only con with a, with what I would call an old school track was Total Con, because y'all had Frank Menser in, and Frank yep. Menser was running first edition games there. Yep. And so I stumbled on your site, and I liked the way you did things so much that we basically copied everything you did. We just started looking. We looked at how you wrote up ga- uh, yep. guests bios and we looked at you know how you wrote up games and so we pretty much just photocopied uh the uh, the total con website for to copy for north texas so y- y'all were a huge inspiration from us in that regard because you you were the only people running uh, old school games and i'm i'm absolutely serious about this i looked at pretty much every con at states and now of course now you know the same year we started gary con started and then mm-hmm. a couple years later game hole and now now yeah. The OSR is much, much bigger than it was. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that was that was so cool that we that I saw that and and like I said, we we owe a lot to TotalCon because we just said, okay, well, let's just copy the. They look like they know what they're doing. They've been around, you know, twenty five years or twenty something years. Let's, let's just copy the way they do things. <laughs> yeah, no way. We copied from somebody else too, right? So, yeah. we, you know, I, I took, took a little bit of stuff from Gen Con. You know, we took a little bit of stuff from this person, that person. Well, what works? For us, what works for us. And then we took input from Frank, too. You know, Frank's like, you know what? You really should bundle it up and call it old school renaissance, or old school games, or old. And, and you know, he made sense. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it just took off from there. And we said, okay, well, everybody's running stuff from this edition. We'll just bundle into this one little package area and call it old school. And you're right. And suddenly we had a bunch of people we never had before show up. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. There's some interest in this, I guess. <laughs> and then well, yeah, because there wasn't there wasn't anybody running those games except, like I said, except for yeah. Gen Con and and Dragon or the bigger cons. They're they're really people don't realize how huge an effect Three uh, E had on everything. I mean, it, it just it, it's it was the Five E of its day. Everything else was pushed aside, and it was like, okay, here's here's what everybody's playing is Three E. It was really hard to find an old school game, either first or second edition or or, or OD and D. <clears throat> so that was really cool that y'all. Um, Actually, took the time to say, "Hey, let's let's have some old cool games and have Frank there to, to." And then, and then, uh, I think it was a couple years later, Zach went to y'all's con because he was just trying out cons. And I think the same year he went to Gary Con. He also went to North Texas, yep. uh, so that would have been yep. our third or fourth year. And he was saying, "Yeah, they have, they have old they have like an old school track just like you guys do," because at that point, I think you had a few more people running old school games. Yeah, we had Tim Cass come in and. Some others, so. Yep, Mike came in, did a bunch of stuff. Mike Pondsmith, yeah. Oh, Mike Pondsmith. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, last uh, last year was the first time I'd been there ever. It was my first really big con. Every, I've been to a couple smaller ones, you know, the Shire Con in Connecticut, and then there's one in yes. Stanford they were doing, yep. and Con. And uh, I was like, let me go to a big one. And Frank Menser, to me, was a big draw. I was, I, I, I like his uh, curmudgeon in the cellar, you know, podcast there he does. And, that's you know, Tim. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Tim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Tim, Tim Cask. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I like, that's why I wanted to go there with Tim Cask, you know, and it's like this guy, he, I want to play when, in a game that he was going to do to play with Gygax. You know what I mean? So that was, that was a big thing when I finally, I got to do it. And uh, I got, the, I, I made him laugh. And he says, "There's nobody." Uh, Gygax used to try to get him to laugh at puns, and and he says, "I would, I didn't laugh at them. I don't laugh at puns." I'm like, "All right." So I, I, I so I, I said, so, all right, we're playing a game. And there's this statue of, of a pig in the in the uh, in, in an area, and I'm playing." And I said, "All right, um, hey, I want to 
I have a blanket, a bedroll, right? Because yeah, yeah. So I want to wrap the pig up because it's naked. <laughs> you just, you just like looked at me, give me the double bird, like you son of a bitch, you made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that was a big draw for me. Is the old school guys, you know, that the the old school environment. I mean, it was just, and it's so close to home. I'm in Connecticut. I'm down there in the Haven, so it was like perfect, man. Yeah, and it's, you know, everybody, you're, you're right. It's a great vibe, vibe there. It's a uh, small enough and big enough all at the same time. You know. It's it's fantastic. It really is. Uh, well, you know, it's, I, that's part of the secret there too. You're small enough and big enough. You 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 you've kind of hit that sweet spot. If, if you got much larger, I don't know if you could fit into your venue. But if right. but you've got that right number where the tables are full, the, the the players are happy, and nobody is getting mad at each other for not oh. for not for not having enough space. I mean, Gary Khan. Uh, you can get. I'm a New Yorker, and I get claustrophobic at Gary Con at certain times because yeah. everybody's moving, and you're like, "This is worse than the subway system." Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh. I'll tell you, told by there's so much going on that we don't know about. You know, there are people who show up all in the you know, people in the industry all over the place. You know, local guys who are in the industry, and then, you know, Frank, Tim, and other people from you know uh, Bill and the other guys, and they just meet with everybody. It's not like the thing where, oh, you can only go see them if you're playing this game, or you can only go see them if you're playing that game. No, they just melted in with everybody else, and um, and they're just there to play with everybody and have a good old time. So um, there's, there are people in the bar talking about making deals for uh, miniature painting and artwork and stuff for different books that people are printing and getting going, and all these things are going on, and it's like, I get out after we're done and we get these emails. Oh, thanks. I hooked up. I made a thousand dollar deal doing this. Like, I don't know this crap is going on at the convention. <laughs> but I set up to play some games and anybody's making business deals here. What does Michelle's annual attendance usually run? Right now it's about 15. That's a good number. That's, that's, uh, yeah. we decided to keep Nortex at 500, but I, I know that Gary Khan's about three now and Game Hole is about five i believe but their game hole is pretty big they have a convention center but i, yeah. I think that sweet spot that's and Gary, and eric and i talk about this all the time on our show about how um for at least for us our interest has moved to smaller cons rather than the big giant you know gen con and dragon con gangbang i mean just a million people shoved in a you know into these tiny rooms and now with covid we talk a lot about how the future of conventions is going to look once you know with post covid and right. you know that's that's a tough sell now because eric and i we, we both can't attend a big con like that because no. you know health reasons but uh you know places like total con and gary con and north texas and game hole are just exactly the right size uh, for being you know like i said big enough but not too big um, you know, you can't, you won't be able to get lost there, but it's not necessarily, you know, so tiny that you don't have enough games to play. Right. Yeah. And to me, it was always, we're almost like a, a gaming fan con for gaming fans because that's what we are. That's why we pull in the guys we pull in. We're happy with our numbers. It, it's, it's more for fun and just having a good time. Yeah, because nobody gets it. People that don't run cons understand this, but we do. Uh, nobody makes money off game cons. No. I mean, I guess you do if you if you get about ten thousand people and you start 
add the numbers up. Okay, yeah, sixty dollars a piece is that. I mean, I'm sure Dragon Con and and get you know Gen Con make Gen money, Con. but but yeah, I, you you have to do this for love of the game. You really absolutely. Do. It's yep. just it's not a path to riches by any means whatsoever. No, well, you, two months of our lives is gone every year for planning. You know, not so much this year because you know you would have the logistics issues that we normally would have. But sure, you spend two months. You know, reviewing people's events, getting the books created, getting the books printed, getting the T-shirts printed, make sure everything, all the stuff's in a row, going to the hotel for contracts, going to the hotel to, you know, I make room, I have maps of every room at that show. Every room has a layout of how I want it when we show up on site, that that thing is set up the way we want it. Because if you tell them I need 10 tables in this room, they'll dump 10 tables in a room and leave them there and walk away. I have maps of this is where we want the tables to configure it. Mm. All that logistics has to be done up front. Otherwise, you're there on Wednesday and Thursday, people walking in, and you're trying to rearrange tables. It's like, yeah. I haven't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> we got a show to run. People want to play games. Let's just go. So, no, so I'm not going to say which which con you had that issue at, but we had a, a con that <laughs> we had an issue with, uh, with that. Oh and yeah, just, we did. It That's was true. A, not, not just yeah. with the vending table, but with the gaming oh, table for the yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't the Mouth of Doom 3D legit. Like there's oh. no table and no chairs. Yeah, right. But I but the spot. I know exactly where where I'm supposed to be, <laughs> and I can't set this damn thing up. It's going to take hours on by itself. Until I have a table, and then I got a table, and I still had no chairs, and it sucks when you have to steal chairs, and I stole yeah. chairs because the last guy there is going to have no chairs. Whoever gets right. there last is right. screwed. Right. It seems anal, but you know nowadays, uh, I'm sure all of you guys, everyone has the, the something. You know, I need a laptop. I need power. Right. Uh, I'm going to do a presentation. I need to project on the wall. I need. You know, you have all those things that go on. And uh, so you got to make sure you whatever table you put the person on, they can be next to a wall socket. I have the wall sockets mapped on the map. As dumb as anal as it seems, it's like people call it, I need a private room. I need wall sockets. I need projection space. I need a double table. I need to have uh, handicap access. I need, and all those things like, okay, okay, we can move you to here. We can move you to The hotel loves me because I give them maps and they're like, perfect. And I go in there. I, I even tell them tablecloth covers. Because in the board game area, you've got tournament scheduled. Board games, you have open board gaming. Open board gaming is on white tables. Scheduled day gaming is on black tablecloth. You know, if you give it to them, the hotel is usually like, they don't care. They don't want to play around with it either. They, so all these little just the things, we spend months setting that up and getting that all straightened out. And uh, So when everybody gets there, it's very ready to play. Go. Well, we talked about this before the show, <clears throat> but it's worth repeating. Y'all had said that you have not had any issues so far with the online transition to online, so everything seems to be going along pretty good, I take it. If anything, it's boring. <laughs> Just sitting there <laughs> behind a text field waiting for somebody to ask you a question. No, we, we had to look at somebody else's show because, like you had said, we ended – two weeks before the real big COVID really hit. So we were like the last right. convention almost anywhere that ran. And then Gary Khan, I, God bless him, like you said. I, I don't know how they put that together or they got that going. But everybody else's mistakes and everybody else's issues they had, we learned from. So when we got to this point, we're like, we had people who already ran small things. Right? So we set up our server and there was nothing. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I went to Gen Con online to check everything out. 
Um, I, I'm on Gary Khan's server to check out their stuff. You know, like you guys steal from us, we steal from everybody else too. They, we have a local uh, convention, Carnage. I joined their convention this year just to check to see how they're doing things. And that's what you have to do. And it, it worked, luckily for us. <laughs> we learned a lot. Yeah, so how, how many uh, how many people do you have signed up for the online games this year? Oh God, it's abysmal. Uh, <laughs> well, abysmal. It's so I, I'm, the, I'm more positive. So we have about four hundred. Uh, okay. So four hundred. Yeah. So from the numbers I've seen for online, I think the four hundred is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of people want to keep the flag flying. You know, uh, the discussion was not to have a con this year. We said, no, let's let's push through and do a con this year. And um, four hundred people agreed with us. <laughs> Eric and I have actually talked about this a few times too. Is that the, there's I think there's a little bit of online con fatigue going on right now with people because yes. they when they first happened, I know people were like, yeah, online cons, that's awesome, and and there were some big numbers with online cons. Um, it seems like it's fallen off as you know the year mm -hmm. went on, and then you got I think about November. I, I remember talking to Alex for Gamehole Con, and and they had pretty good numbers, but he said that he wasn't going to do an online con again because he said it just wasn't worth the trouble because uh, right. they just don't get enough people. But I think by that time, the, the fatigue had kind of set in. And unfortunately, y'all y'all were lucky last year that you were right at the beginning of the cycle and you didn't get hit with it. I think you're unlucky this year that you're at the very end of the cycle where people are like, okay, time to get back in person. You know, yep. We've already done the online con a few times. So I think 400 is a pretty good number to have, yeah. uh, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. The the biggest fatigue is showing up in the um in the organized play groups. I think the Adventure League and Pathfinder. You could find that if you're online, you could get into a game every weekend somewhere. There's a convention everywhere in the United States, yeah. especially those groups. They all talk, right? right? So you could play an Adventure League of Pathfinder every weekend. So the local people don't have to drive. They don't have. To, they can play a game in California next weekend if they want to. So. It, that's where the big fatigue is really hitting, uh, is in those groups, and and they're a good chunk of role playing, especially you know for us, they they're probably I'll say twenty five of our role playing tables per time slot, so that number is way down on their side, but it's no nothing reflecting on them. Those people have just been playing and playing and playing and playing this whole time, and uh, sure. they played the modules out. You know, there's only so many adventures available, and they played them all, so. Um, but on the flip side, I think of those 400 people, they're very thankful for what we did. Like we had a guy that's um, deployed right now in Africa and he said, thank you so much. I wasn't going to be able to attend TotalCon this year. Now I can because it's virtual and it, it's it's for people like that that we're doing this, you know. Well, that's that's special. And that's, that, and that's good. And that's, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, there are pros and cons to virtual conventions. <clears throat> Glenn is someone who has, you know, games regularly online. You do VTTs with people out in Long Island, but they're actually doing it in person out in Long Island. So Glenn, Glenn actually phones in. How does, how does not, that work? Not, right, you don't not, well, a couple of weeks ago, we've been on VTT because somebody caught COVID and oh. nobody's gone yeah, but usually it, I'm on this uh, software called uh, House Party, and they just, you know, they just house party me in there, and he puts a camera on the table, and there's a guy sitting there, and here I am over in the other place. Hi, you know. 
Yeah. And it worked out fine. We're doing pretty much theater of the mind. They can see a map, but they have to describe it to me. So. Oh, uh, okay. So, gotcha. but, I mean, I, I, I can see, I mean, listen, if we, except for conventions, most of my gaming, all my gaming in the last couple of years has been by virtual tabletops, except for convention games. Because I used to play out in Long Island uh, twice a month, but that group fell apart, I don't know, two years ago. Uh, and even though I'm in New York City, first of all, if I, I wasn't a face-to-face group, I wouldn't be taking a subway into Manhattan to, to, to game. I'm and I'm armed, but right now it reminds me of, uh, oh, like the Clive Barker books from when I was a bit, a bit younger <laughs> in my 20s. The, the, the one with the uh, midnight meat train. Uh, the, the, the subways are, are a little bit wild west right now. I, there's a lot of reasons, to not just directly COVID, for not getting together face-to-face. So virtual is, is huge, but at the same time, I, I think there, there there can be people who are getting worn with it and just dying to get face to face. In the case of like Dude, Joe, Joe I and keep I buying fucking dice left and right. I, I keep <laughs> buying dice every chance I can get. I just want to play. I just want to roll dice in person, my friends, again, and that's it. Yeah. The weird complication we're gonna have is uh, we've been playing you know roll twenty a lot, and you know it's the benefit of it is you know you sit home you you save. An hour of travel each way, right? So you can play longer, or you know, eat, eat a better dinner rather than shove something down your throat real quick. And you could, uh, you know, you sit at home in your underwear. I mean, that's, obviously, that's a little benefit as long as you don't stand up, you know, like Matt Jackson does. Anyway, I'm um, right now. who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, right? So the thing is, though, when we get back together, what we did was we introduced uh, a buddy of my brother's who was a really good guy. He lives out in I don't know where, Midwest somewhere in Midlands, you know, and. Um, He's he's a cool dude, but how are we gonna now get back to being face to face when we got this guy out there in uh, Tennessee or something right, who right. we do want to keep playing with, and we got to do some weird ass implementation of a roll twenty combo speakerphone, I don't know, video chat because I, I do want to get back to in person, but I don't want to stop playing with this guy. So it's gonna be interesting to see you know what uh, we end up doing over the last, over the last couple of years. I know, my face-to-face games the last few years, we've had at least one people Skyped in. Really? Really? Yeah. How'd that and, work uh, out? Is it good? If, I mean, yeah, I'm curious. I'm um, my Thursday game with Matt, the MythGarther game, he just points his camera at the table so they can see what's going on. People move their figures for him, and they're just, hi, how you doing? Okay, what are you yeah. doing? Kind of thing. Okay. Okay, I guess we could do something like that. Yeah, use Microsoft Hangouts or Zoom. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Shadzar has a question. Uh, do we think that after the bug, after the virus, uh, will change the future of cons to include a virtual element for all those people who would be could, would be unable to play to attend, unable to attend after after the virus has been squashed? Because there are going to be people going to be squeamish about going to cons. North Texas, we, we, we had a lot of positive... Uh, and we, we did the very least you could possibly do for our line. We just basically said, look, here's our Discord page. Y'all schedule it through the page. We, we did have the uh, the games on tabletop events, uh, but we did we really were totally hands-off, and we had people that were like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. This is the first North Texas I've ever been able to attend. And so we're like, wow, well, I guess it's something we'll just do all the time. Uh, and so I, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Cons are really missing out if they, if they eliminate on the online aspect of gaming. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a discussion we've been having on the side of pieces here and there. Um, there's you know a couple different thoughts we've had where we'll have some games and they'll be virtual, all virtual, 100%. Um, but, you know, you think about those things and the way we organize, that means I need another staff member, right? I need somebody who's right. going to handle and deal the Discord server set, right? So you got Discord and you're going to handle the online games. The other thought is just like Michael just said was we're talking about, well, if I take a private room, I put a 65-inch TV in there and hook up to a laptop. I have Tim Cask on the 65-inch TV. There are some people sitting at a table playing a game with Tim. There are some people coming in virtual. And it just tiles out, and there's a few virtual people on. And that way, you know, because Tim may not feel like traveling next year. Um, uh, you know, wh whoever else you can get in. And maybe you have a couple private rooms or just some tables, a few people playing. And... Uh, and some people are folding in virtual, so it's a hybrid, right? Um, that could be a possibility. Uh, th there's a lot of things, but for that, you got to set up infrastructure for it. You know, you got to buy the TV, right. you got to buy right. the laptop, you got to buy the stand for it. So, you know, it's a possibility. It's an investment. Um, will it work? I'm sure it can work. It's just you bite the bullet. Is and it? Do, you know, one system. Is it? Is it you know, yeah, it's feasible. You know, it, it is the, is the money there to to make it work? But then it's something else that you know. Again, uh, a lot of especially when it comes to the old school uh, personalities, a lot of them are getting older. They were already getting to the age where going to conventions were going to slow down, and now uh, with uh, the evil COVID, which uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a good thing we're not monetized because if we were, we'd probably be demonetized the moment I said that. But uh, with, with with COVID, <clears throat> um, the issue becomes there are going to be people that have health issues, like like myself now with congestive heart failure. You want to make sure that you've taken all precautions before you throw yourself into a large yep. a large crowd over the course of four days. Uh, so uh, I, if, if I was the age of Tim Cask, <clears throat> I, I'd be a, probably a lot more, uh, you know. Uh, Cautious going forward, so it's it's an it's an interesting conundrum to be be in, and COVID has forced us to think about it. I'm curious, guys. Yeah. Do you think that this convention this year did you get more people going to the online component than you normally? In other words, they would they have not shown up in person? Are these just people who are taking the opportunity to play online? In which case, you may be expanding your base for when you do go back in person. Even though you may lose some older folks, you may gain some people to say, you know, that was a pretty cool convention, even though it was online. I'm going to go in person next year. You think it might balance out like that, or? Well, we did get a, a decent contingency of people, um, not from our area, but I don't know if it's going to be feasible for them to actually come to TotalCon. We're talking like Utah, California and stuff. Yeah. It would be nice if they did, but I, I'm not sure. If we can keep mm -hmm. that virtual component going, I, I think, yes, that that would be a, a definite uh, offset. I, I know uh, North Texas, we've definitely uh, had some people that just can't come. I mean, they just, we had the last year, a guy from California, he said, you know, I've never been able to come because I just can't afford the plane flight. Um, but the first year you had something online, I, I jumped in and signed up for as many games as I could. So I, I think, I don't know how big that audience is, but I, I think there's definitely an audience of people that are not able to attend cons in person, maybe all cons, maybe just certain regional cons. Um, but I definitely think that there, there's a, there's a component of people that really, really 
need online play because that, that's yeah. really one of the only ways they can play. And that's that's why when, when Eric and I that's why Eric and I are doing this whole week of talk about Total Con because you know one of the things you miss from online cons is um, is getting that personal one to one you know with special guests with with the people who run the con with other guests or, or other attendees at the con and that may be part of the fatigue also is people are you know well it's fun going to con but i don't get to go to a dealer room i don't get to say hi to my friends we don't get to go out to dinner with you know these old school guys and so um yeah let's face it we're all aging too you know uh, yeah i'm not an old school guy and i'm getting old it's a real challenge for them to jump on a plane and fly across the country, you know, three, four, five times a year. And they're going to start slowing down, right? And uh, but I'd love to keep them at my convention if I could. And uh, that virtual component could be the key to that. And uh, um, I, especially for us old school game conventions. Right, I, I want to keep some of those guys at our convention. I, I don't. I'm not dissing Pathfinder. I'm not dissing Venture League. People like Five E. God bless them. They play Five E. Some people still play Three Point Five. God bless them. Play Three Point Five. Some people want to play uh, Ghost of Inverness, right? And I got to play with Alan Hammock last year, Ghost of Inverness, and we had a blast. And uh, you know, I'd like to keep some of those guys around too. So maybe the way to go. Yeah, people. Um, we had a couple of players with mobility issues. So the virtual thing was a very big plus for them this year. So I like that as well. Uh, let's see. Vaubin, also known as Greg, uh, it seems to me like a virtual con is just a temporary online matchmaking system to form gaming groups with the unique flavor of that con's theme, example, OSR gaming. Why not just make it more per make it permanent? Well, it, yeah, it, yes and no, because I'll be honest with you. As a GM at a convention, I actually love running with basically what you call pickup groups because they challenge me where in different ways than my a regular group would challenge me because I don't know what they're going to do. And uh, last TotalCon, I ran for a group uh, out of my table of eight. Uh, seven of them were from the same same regular group. So I had a group of seven that already worked well together. And already, and they weren't old school gamers. They were five E gamers. They just wanted to try an old school game. So they played Swords Wizardry Light, but it was a challenge because they worked well together. They worked as a well oiled machine and oh. uh, kept me on my toes. They had a good time. No, that was it, that was nice. You know, people pick on the five E people here and there. You know, they say, "Well, these guys." Well, let's face it: the five E, the three, the three E stuff was much, had a much better structure to it. Right. We play old yes. school. It's like, here's a book, here's some background, here's, here's the stuff, and the GM fills it in. Okay? Well, to me, 3E and 5E, you work inside of a box. Right? Here's the right. rules, and you have these rules, and these are the rules, and this is what you're using. But these guys have learned to use those rules to the maximum potential. They know the timing on their characters. You go first, you do this. I will do this and heal you. You do this, and I do that. So, it, as much as we had to think off the cuff. These guys think procedurally a lot of times, very, very procedurally. And they know how to make their characters maximize. You know, he's called min, right. you know, mini max. Min, min max, yeah. They, they can do it with their characters and they surprise you because mm -hmm. uh, they've learned it a different way. And uh, 
But we learn to speak quick and agile on our feet. They've learned to use the system and use it to their advantage. And it's and the second great. time I – oh, yeah. But listen, it, this was a group of 5e players that wanted to yeah. learn or experience an old-school way of playing. And they, they were adjusting as well as, as I was. But a couple of years ago at, at GaryCon, uh, we had our 5e GM get snowed in or snowed out, how we want to call it. Never made it to the convention. So at 3.05, Zach tells me that I'm running a 3 o'clock game of 5e. <laughs> and uh, – I was like, well, first off, I don't have the rule books. Uh, secondly, I don't know the rules. So, but, but, but I know the adventure. It was our Rappanathic Mouth of Doom 3D set. I was like, all right, I know the adventure. I'm going to bring Sword and the Wizardry Light with me, and I'll just go to the table, and I explained it. I said, listen, your DM got snowed out. Um, you have two options, really. I go, we can try to run it 5e, but one of you is going to have to be, like, the assistant DM because I do not know the rules. So it's going to be a little awkward. Or we can run it with Swords of Wizardry Light. Characters take 10 minutes. And uh, if you're not interested, no harm, no foul. I, I really am not offended if somebody doesn't want to do that. And a table of eight, one person said, you know, thanks for the offer, but I'll pass. Not what I'm here for. The other seven gave it a shot. Um, and except for the one player who kept on trying to say, I want to, I want to roll my intuition. There's no intuition roll, dude. Just tell you. Tell me from how it sounded to you what you think. No, no, but what do you mean there's no intuition roll? What, what do I roll against? I go, no, dude, there's there's no skills like that in this game. You've got to think out of the box because they're used to being in the box. And yeah. it was nice, though, because out of that table of, of seven, uh, half that table, four, two rushed back to the Frog God booth right at the end of the game. Like right before six o'clock or right before seven, whatever it was, to buy the rule book for full for full swords and wizardry, and two others came by the next day when I was working at the booth to pick up stuff. So it was nice that they got exposed to a system they didn't even expect sure. to get exposed to, and enjoyed it. And I give them a lot of credit for saying, "All right, yeah, we'll give it a shot," because it, I wasn't what they paid for to get there. And that's that's something that unless you've worked at conventions. When you run a game at a convention, especially if you're there because you're working for a company, like I'm doing it for Frog Eye Games, you want people to leave there having a good time. Right. You're there to entertain. Them, you're, not, right. you're not there you're not there to screw the party. You're not there to do a, a TPK, but you're not there to baby them either. You're there to entertain. Yeah. And <clears throat> sometimes, I, I've been in games like this where people forget that. And they, you know, it's like you want people to have fun Work with them. Uh, doesn't doesn't mean let them roll over the adventure. That that's not fun for anybody, even the ones that think it's going to be fun. But if they have a good experience, they're going to either like the products that you sell, or they're going to like the convention because they had a great time. They'll have stories to tell about it, and that's really what what conventions thrive on is that word of mouth. Uh, and now that word of mouth is on the internet too, as opposed to just coming back to your gaming group and saying I had a great time at Gen Con. Or whatever. Now you can literally be on Facebook saying, I had a great time at TotalCon. And I got to play in this game and I got to meet so and so. And oh, and I saw Jeff Talanian at his table and he was a blast. But all this stuff. That that to me is what makes conventions special. And that's kind of why Mike and I, like Mike said, we wanted to do something like this so people that can't get to a con physically still get to meet some of the people that they hopefully would have met at the con. Like like the two of you, like Alan Hammock. Like uh, Chris last night, yep. uh, tomorrow, uh, Zach Laser. 
Yeah, you know, Zach, like, yeah, you know, you yeah. could whatever. <laughs> I know, <laughs> whatever. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might you might think you want to meet him, but yeah, you meet him and you <laughs> unless he's talking about food, you're gonna be seriously disappointed in the conversation. So <laughs> no, but he give, does have give good, him a hard time. He does have good taste in food. I will say that. He much. takes good pictures of food. I don't you know the taste sometimes I worry about. No, I'm just kidding. No, Zach's, yeah, you, you, Zach's a very good friend, but yeah, that's but uh he, he's he's kind of my He's kind of my con buddy. Well, Eric's my con buddy at the con because when we get at the con, Zach takes off and does his frou-frou COO stuff. And and Eric and I are left running the table like for days at yep. a time. But Zach and I for the last few years have been uh, driving up to both Gary Con and Gamehole Con. We take two days there, two days back. And so we he's kind of my con travel buddy for the last four or five years. And so um, I, I've I've seen a lot more of Zach than I probably need to in those during those weeks because we're pretty clear we're together a lot during that ten days. But but I, so I'm always happy to see Eric when I get there because I can trade off Zach for Eric. Eric come Zach wow. goes off <laughs> side stage. Eric comes in. It works out. It's great. Well, that's why we work really good as like uh, you know doing these live casts back and forth because we we were used to spending time at conventions. Talking back and forth, and my wife Rach would help out, and I, I still think the best thing that Rach ever did was try to sell the blight. I don't know if you were there, Mike, when she was. Um, she was talking about it as a social worker and how great it was because it's like narcotics, and it has this whole thing about addiction. <laughs> and I'm just like, Rach, cut it off right there. <laughs> you don't want you, you don't. That, that, that's I, I I know it's a selling point to you, but it, it's probably not to the. To hey. The gaming hey, it worked on me. I'm still looking at my copy here. <laughs> uh, I used to explain to people the Blade's a great book if you if you like dark and if you don't like dark, you've been warned because don't yeah, it's really good stuff, but I mean it is dark. Not the normal frog god uh, uh fair. Hey. Hmm. Anything by frog god's good. Yes, even 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 Mike. Even think, Mike. Uh, come on, man. Even Mike. Yeah, I, I was tempted to wear my Frog God shirt because since we're doing this for TotalCon, but then I, I realized that I, I often slip into potty mouth mode, and I was like, yeah, no, I want to be recorded. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and then, then I'll be like, Frog God was dropping the F bomb again on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> then Tim Cass will think I was Bill again, and that Bill was cursing on YouTube, and we don't need that. That's a whole Bill, other story. Bill seems like a blame about everything, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it's funny too because, uh, you know, and I understood afterwards. I understood it. Tim, Tim at a game hall con a couple of years ago gave me a tongue lashing, a huge tongue lashing. I'm gonna tell you, and I don't like it. Be off date with me, and, and I'm just standing there with my mouth wide open. And then Jim Wampler afterwards, who witnessed the whole thing, is like, uh, you know, he thought you were Bill Webb there. I'm like. I went, oh, <laughs> oh, chemo brain. All right, because I had chemo brain. I went, I had after effects for years after that, where memory was hazy and and and, and crap like that. And I was like, all right, I understand completely. But man, I was like, but I'm not, I'm not walking around in like it, like my pajama bottoms and 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 the and the trench coat. Um, it's hard, it's hard to get that comparison going. But uh, maybe, maybe I'm better looking than I think I am. Yeah, when I first saw him in that outfit, I was like, who do we invite to our convention? <laughs> he was walking around his pajamas in a trench coat, and I'm like, is he all there? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, never mind. 
Yeah, but Bill. That was back to my my initial reaction when I first met Bill, uh, and that was when the Swords and Wizardry uh, third printing of the complete handbook was coming out. And uh, I met him at North Texas, and uh, sat down with him in the bar because and it was like, I'm like, this is Bill Webb. This is like you know dealing. I I feel like I'm like dealing with like Bill Gates or something like that. Like somebody that just isn't on the same wavelength, then you realize they totally are in your wavelength. They just don't dress like you do, and they don't care. And I was like, all right, but, but he's he's the nicest, uh, coolest individual that I, I know, not just in the hobby, but outside yeah. of it. And, yeah, and before I was a cop, I, I, I worked retail for eight and a half years, and I sold electronics and, and other products, and I was decent at the job I did. Not as you know, and, and after meeting Bill, I was like, "Wow, I have met the ultimate salesman." Not and not like the scuzzy used car salesman. I mean, the person that believes in in the product that they're selling because they they made it when their hands are involved in it, and they can tell you intimately about it, and and they can tell you about how uh, you know uh, how how certain books have survived their firing range uh, with like, and I put. You know, from 50 yards, I put, you know, uh, three rounds in the book and nothing penetrated all the way through. It's like, these are big books. I'm like, yeah, they are. That's <laughs> just the book. I would, bring uh, an extra, I would bring an extra hundred every year because I know I'm going to run into Bill Webb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, he's me and you don't even realize it because Bill, is, again, he is so passionate of, about the hobby. Uh, he's passionate. Swords of Light would never would never have happened without Bill saying, "Hey, we can have a compact rule set that we can give away in print, and it's and, and it, it it's feasible." Or, yeah, do it. I'm like, really? We got the we got the AOK on this one. Holy shit! All right, this is yeah, and then got, it became real. He got it out of that ghetto of you know starter sets. Because people, oh, just another starter rules that they don't give you. No, it's a complete game. Yeah, really. No, that was yeah. what I thought. That, that what was I found interesting about Bill Webb and, and Frog God Games is that in comparison to other companies, he seems to go out and search for varying talents. Yes. Right. From now, I've seen the Frog God, you know, the Frog, the usual Frog God game group, the core group, the guys. But then I know he's talking to Merle Rasmussen, he's talking to this person, he's talking to that person. And it's all going to be very varied. You know, it's going to be different flavors all over the place, all different all different people. And pulls in, hey, I want to write a different book, and I want you to write it for me. And he pulls in a lot of different people from a lot of different things, and he, he mixes it up. It's not always the same people just regurgitating book after book after book after book after book. It's, it's different authors in those books. It's always different. Wow, you got different, oh, I know this person, oh, I know that person, and um, I, I do find interest as a game company. He's just not using these people. He's using, uh, he, a, I think, he a spreads the wealth. industry. He spreads the wealth, and uh, people enjoy doing business with Frog God, with, with Bill. I mean, as somebody that's with one foot in, one, one foot out of the company, I hear from people outside the company that have done work for the Frogs. They're like, oh, I, I'd always I'd work for Frog God. They had, they had an assignment for me. I got taken in a heartbeat. Frog God has never been late in paying me. They've always been early. It's like because it, Bill understands. 
Yeah. You know, I just look forward know. to the products. I mean, I got I got the swords and wizardry. The I'm, I'm looking right now at the Kickstarters because I'm looking to see because I got I backed a zillion zine quests and I'm trying to see you know <laughs> <laughs> onesie shit and whatever. But I'm looking now and I'm looking at the swords and wizardry box set. I'm like this. I I can't wait. It looks like it's almost ready too. So I'm you know getting the updates and everything. But I, even though I got a couple versions of swords and wizardry, I know this is going to be good. Right. And so I, I want it. <laughs> and so it's, it's the kind of stuff when, you know, the new thing from Frog God pops up. I'm like, I'm not going to check this out seriously because, you know, it's going to be quality stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't back any Kickstars. I'm all spent out on that. Wife will kill me. I'm <laughs> the one that backs we'll the Kickstars. There I, you go. <laughs> I just finished Bones 5, right? For a Reaper. And I, I was like, I'll get a couple minis. $500 later. I get yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wife's like, yeah, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's been doing a zine quest Kickstarters all week. We did one. Oh, Eric, you know um the the, the one we did uh, last week with Tim and Steve and Matt and all that. Yeah, Matt, uh, Steve is one hundred and ten bucks away from funding this thing, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred. If it's the yeah, he's almost there. He's almost there. So I, I can't wait for that one. Horrors of the Sepulcher. You know, so yeah, it helps. I mean, every every little bit. You know, you're getting the word out like what we're doing here. It, this this is good because. It's it's a resource that people wouldn't normally have. You know what I mean? Because right. like you say, if you're going to if you're going to the convention, you're gonna talk with everybody. But other than that, if, if there's no convention, if there's no game, if there's no outreach like this, just getting to know people like regular human beings, you wouldn't get into it. You know, I, I right. think it's the key to everything. I guess I think like I never met Bill. I, I think I don't think I see. I, I don't remember anybody in trench coat pajamas at least. But it's those guys <laughs> with charisma. You know what I mean? Who make the things happen? You know that's that's the kind of visionary with the with the the, the Steve Jobs like charisma that make the stuff happen, and 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 you want to buy their stuff. You know, you just want to make it happen. Uh, Bill has an eye for talent, and uh, and he's got a good eye, a really good eye at finding people like like Casey Christopherson, uh, who can spot talent. <clears throat> Casey spots amazing artists. Uh, the the artwork that uh, like Joe's referring to the new uh, Swords of Wizardry box set, uh, I have it up on my secondary uh, screen, and I have the uh, the referee book up, and the artwork on the cover is spot on amazing, and it is you know something that I, I think as an old school gamer, I think that a lot of times we forget how important it is for artwork to bring people into the hobby yeah. you know you know we're we're we have things that we remember everybody has their favorite artwork from uh like i came in with ad and d so for me it was the uh paladin in hell defines what i think to be gaming artwork that that yeah. black and white plate but uh i'm trade mill bikinis that, baby train mill bikinis all the way <laughs> the elmar stuff <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with Elmore stuff; it all kind of begins to look alike. I hate to say it, man, but you know, all, all all his females, you know, look. Yeah. They, they get like, no, they got the same face, man. I'm... <laughs> but uh, here, I'm gonna just bring this up real quick, since I can do a screen screen share. This that's the referee book cover. Oh wow! And yeah. it is it is. A sweet-looking cover. That's what Michael Saragos uh, did the Arthur. He's a, he is a Frazetta student of Frazetta, and uh, yeah, his awesome. stuff has a very, very Frazetta vibe to it. He's he's just a really, really, really talented artist. So awesome. when I did when I did uh, Swords of Wizardry Continual Light, I I I got a 
uh, my, the cover for that book was by Jeff Shields. Uh, sorry, not Jeff. Uh, James Shields. And when I showed it to my niece, she was like, I don't know, six and a half, seven, seven years old at the time. She saw it and she grabbed it out of my hands. It's like my my like my proof copy. She holds it up like victoriously over her head. And she goes, my wife, Rachel, she goes, Auntie, this cover sells. <laughs> she goes, this, this, I want this book. This cover sells. And I was like, wow. Oh, awesome. now the babes. She but but she's right. People see the cover and I go, wow, it looks amazingly awesome. And yep. you look at this cover and you're like, holy crap, that looks amazing. So I, I will say one thing. Uh, um art was not a priority at Frogger Games until Zach and Matt kind of got involved in it. Uh Bill comes from the old school school that uh when I bought that stuff back in the 70s they had crappy art. People buy crappy art now. And it's taken us about 10 years to make him not realize that's not the case anymore. That if no if you have crappy art, people are going to say, "Oh, that's a crappy product because he Bill grew up re, uh buying Judge's Guild stuff, which has just yeah, yeah. Uh, border, yeah. borderline yucko art. And so yeah. he didn't understand how much art could sell. But with our Indiegogo line we've had, uh, we've had almost uniformly just absolutely excellent covers. And that line is doing great. So I think Bill has finally come around. But that a lot of that uh, thanks goes to uh, Zach and, um, and Matt for kind of pushing him that direction. And Casey Christofferson also, because Casey's our art director. Casey has been amazing at finding oh, young artists. Yes. Uh, he's just absolutely just incredible that he, the guys he finds in, in the in the wilds of Wichita, Kansas. Uh, he, he finds these kids that just are just absolutely amazing artists. So um so don't give don't give Bill credit for that one. Give Bill no, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, that's that's a that, that that was the result of people just hammering him for years and saying we really need to have nicer artwork. It really will sell better. And so I think he finally realizes that that's true. It, it does sell better with the artwork. Yeah, well, guys, no, I'm no, gonna no, just uh, say goodbye real quick. We're still in the middle of a convention and it's almost nine. Yep. I got to pop out for another event. But thank you so right. much for talking to me. Oh, thank oh, you, thank you so for much. joining thank us. You. Thank you. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Take care. Don't tell her, but we, we kept the better half. That was uh, a Angelia, uh, you know, main, 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 main con woman. Con person. Like, con person doesn't sound right. Con, oh, woman. Oh, con woman, yeah. When we say con man, then it's like Ken Whitman. And we don't want to say that name. So, I mean, <laughs> con guru. How about how about Kanguru? Kanguru. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, well, I remember my my first oh, one just twenty eighteen was my first one, and uh, she uh, I, I registered under my my real last name Stina, and uh, so I'm at the Frog God booth and I'm, I'm talking with like Bill and Zach, yes. and, and 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 Bill just refers to me as like you know ten car. And she's like, Tengar? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're here? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I didn't see you register. I'm like, yeah, it's not my real last name. I, I was a cop for 20 years. I couldn't be on social media with my real last name. And I was just like, oh, my God. You're, you're actually here? I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, wow. I, for, for, for once, aside like from North Texas and Charicon, I'm actually uh, a known presence. I shouldn't say that. Joke now. But. <laughs> And, and 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 not and not for bad things, you know. I, was, I 
I, I, I've, I've had the, uh, well, not really, I guess, not really knives, rubber knives taken uh, at me at, at, at certain places. Yeah. yeah. Poor attempts, but in any case. Yeah. You legends, but sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Angel keeps, uh, Angel really helps out the convention. That's all I can say. Um, she she oh, does all the PR work for us. I'm not a blog person. I am not a uh, a, a Facebook person. I actually super limit my time on social media. Um, I'm, I'm that man. old school person, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't she, like people are texting and asking these questions. Like, I, I I'm not looking. I don't care. Right. I'm I'm putting a convention together. I I'm like, there are games at the tables, right? I said that's my job. <laughs> that's what she, I do. She, and she, she she's the face. Yeah, she's giving us the information, the feedback that's important to the convention, right? And without that, people like they just don't care. And and right. so yes, we all we all work and we all have jobs and we really try to keep our jobs. You do your job, I do my job, we do, and, and that's it. And amazed when you do that, I'll, well it seems to work. So uh yeah. con runs really it's a really smoothly run con. I've uh Again, I've and I, I'll I'll never mention which cons aren't run smoothly, but I'll say North Texas runs its clockwork. Except except it took Doug two years to figure out who I was between my between my between my two names between my two names. And he's like, "Why the hell don't you just register as Ten Car?" I'm like, "I don't know what I registered under, dude. I just I know I get a badge. Uh, if I can't find it, I'll just I know you have one too, but I don't know what you're under." I was like, "Okay, I want to try to swing down there this year if if." I get my vaccine shot, and uh, we can fly. Honestly, I get tons of vacation. Nothing to do with it this year because everything's still kind of. Maybe I'll be there if vaccine shot or not. Yeah. Well, because I'm all hesitant on the planes until I get the shot. It's the planes I care about a little bit more. I'm kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta fly down. So yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. And the virus, the virus in a con doesn't scare Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's already broken bones at North Texas. So he's, he's, that's he's right. He's dead. Yes. Well, in a bad way. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I recognized Eric yeah. immediately. I was so excited he was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very sweet. It was very. Uh, it, it made me feel good. Oh, good. So, I'm glad. Yeah, and of course, unlike my first North Texas, where where uh, Rach was upset that somebody in the pool didn't know who I was. How can you not know? You're here for the con. How can you not hold no ten cars? Great, relax. <laughs> uh, you, you do you do blogs or forums? Oh, I don't read blogs. I only read forums. I'm like, there you go. Dragon's foot or uh, knights and knaves. Dragon's foot. See, Rach, they, they don't over really. They don't overlap too much. She's like, oh, how could there you? Are people there are not. But uh, God. But, um, Jesus, are forums still a thing? I mean, are they still? I haven't been on one in forever and a half, honestly. I mean, Ian World RPG site, names, Knights of Names. I haven't heard that name in years, man. Well, <laughs> still a, a forum, right? Here. What would you get from a forum? Yeah, Dragon's Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So They're still Dragon's going strong, though. They got their own thing yeah. going, right? I'm surprised. Yeah, they Actually, actually, N World has has improved over the last uh, year, year and a half, after some of the more uh, extreme and toxic personalities that were uh, employed by N World left for other pastures. 
the the atmosphere there's there's changed and uh, as an old school gamer now I see them covering old school gaming information and kickstarters yeah, well, more than they, they, they have, used to. They still have too many ads for my taste. Well, you know, it, 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 it's the uh, forum that that banned Joe for for not something that, that he did on that forum. <laughs> he got he got blog. banned for a blog. Yeah, for a post on my own personal blog. blog. They they banned me on EOL for talking smack about I think probably Morris because he's a, you know I don't even, your wife's not going to say what he is you know <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so they banned me for that even his that. even. Is his he had another form, something some Roman Circus Maximus, I think it was called. Yeah. Oh, God, a, that's right. Yes, there was a discussion on Circus Maximus. Even some of those f fanboys of Morris thought he went too far. I was like, Jesus, man, I'll take it. I'll take it as a fucking compliment. <laughs> yeah, Circus Maximus was the, India. What is it, Glenn? What, what was that, Glenn? I, we we I, missed it, Glenn. Yeah, I, I chopped out, Glenn. I was just going to say, Morris gave you a three-week ban. Oh, so, am I still oh, here? Uh, yeah, three-week ban for... Hello? Yes, oh, hear you. Three-week ban for what? Can you hear me? You can't hear us. Yeah, we can oh, hear okay. you. Can you hear us? No, I was just going to say, I got a three-week I can hear you. I got a three-week ban from Morris one time, and he was so shocked... He actually PM'd me and found, and he says, "I'm just curious why you did that." <laughs> I put up a meme. Why, why did you expose yourself on, on, <laughs> online? I said, "He says you're bringing up something that is in the the way past." I said, "Yeah, but it's a great meme." I had a picture of uh, Borco at uh, it was a it was a Casablanca picture with the. Uh, Bogart and Borco, I superimposed over Ingrid Bergman. I just just said, "We'll always have Borco," and it's like, oh, weeks. "Why'd you get banned for that?" That's that's. Uh, it's every week that was like five years later, you know, and it's like you bring it up oh stuff that we don't need to bring up anymore. And I was like, "Fine, give me the three weeks." I didn't feel it really. That was weren't going to post it anywhere. Well, it's funny though because yeah. like anybody, anybody, anybody remembers Borco. No, I don't. But uh, and and we're it's still doing good. And we're still doing good traffic. Uh, RPG Net has yeah. been tanking now for the last year or two. Uh, Dragon's Foot has yeah. Listen, when my blog comes close to doing uh, RPG Net traffic and is better in the states than RPG Net. Uh, they they're 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 falling behind where they should be. They used to be the premier gaming forum. They were the biggest. I mean, they were for the longest yeah. time. I I think it's when you lose your focus from from gaming that yep. you suffer. And world was losing its focus for a while, that, and now it seems to regain yeah. its focus. Focus. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the danger there. That's the danger of conventions. You know, and I keep trying to pull everybody back onto the onto the road and say, "This is a gaming convention. We're here to play games." And people are like, um, "Well, this person's gonna be at your convention. That person, listen, we're here to play games. I don't care if you don't like the person. Don't talk to them. Don't right. play their game. That's not so. What's happening? With Dragon? Nothing right so, now. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It happens all over the place. Everybody's trying to make you know, everybody's trying to make their crusade your crusade, and it's like, guys. We're here to run a game. We're here to talk on a forum. Right. We're here to stop. <laughs> Get right. back on the road. 
Well, you know, and that's something I give a lot of uh, credit to uh, Frank Metzner uh, about because Frank was the one, and I still remember this, that I was coming back from uh, Gary Con and I was at the airport and Frank is private messaging me and he's like, uh, listen, you got to go into uh, the uh, Tavern's Facebook community because somebody is doing some posts that are highly uh, agitative and political. And I'm like, wow, if Frank is finding it to be agitative and political it must be and he's like you know i i truly suggest that you make a public statement that the tavern is a neutral ground and that politics and social issues do not get discussed at the tavern and you know what jane you know he was right damn it i mean he was it because and as i said elsewhere are these topics important yes they are important um are they important enough to be uh, interjected or inje- you know into a gaming situation? No, right? Because because you can't do it justice in a, in 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 the tavern's Facebook community or Tobacon's forum or Facebook page. You can't because these conversations become tribal, and that's yeah, the whole. Yeah. Everybody's so got people opinion forget it. It's also important to have a place where that stuff doesn't get discussed where you're free of it. Because if that kind of stuff, you know, no matter what side you're on, if that stuff is always at the forefront of every conversation in every place you ever go, then you don't have a time or a place or an opportunity to find common ground with anybody else right. on yeah. anything. And so you have no, you have all you're doing is seeing differences and you're never finding a thing. Hey, you like D and D too. We may be on different sides of the political aisle, but you know, what? we can roll dice together and kill the damn troll. You know what I mean? And then there's your bonding moment right uh-huh. there. You yep. need a place without this kind of drama and controversy. I think that's what's helped the Mibi group, that Dungeons & Dragons Mibi group we run, because they got 6,000 members now, and people like it. There's no bullshit. There's no drama allowed. I booted 20 people yeah, a couple of weeks ago just for mentioning any word of drama. You know, gone. And yeah. it helps, you know? You need a place yeah. to just come together as human beings and just, you know, enjoy your common interests. Because exactly. that's what's going to get you through the bullshit. Overall, you know, yeah, I agree. Absolutely, the convention's supposed to be my convention is a very neutral place, and I know there are people on both. Yep. I have people on both sides all the way to the ends, and yep. I play games with them both. These people play games with you know. The unfortunate thing I have to say about social media is you know more about people than you really want to know or need to know, <laughs> right? It's like yep. I, I'm I'm with a gaming person. I see only two or three times a year. I enjoy playing games with them. I don't care what his political stance is. I enjoy rolling dice with them. Let's just play some games, right? I don't care if you like this president or didn't like this president. I won't use any names anywhere. I don't right. care. Do you want to kill the orc or not? <laughs> yeah. Kick his yeah. ass, right? And, right. And you can put maybe whatever name you want on the ogre while we're kicking his ass. It's up to you. But let's kick the ogre's ass and just be done with it. And, and, and that's it. You know, yeah. uh, what goes on the forums, I'm sure, is worse. But at the convention, it, it, it can get a little bit dead. But I was happy. I, I so minimal. I think anybody understands that at the convention. It's let's let's stay on the road. We're here to play games. We're here to, you know, save the princess. We're here to kill the aliens. We're here to, you know, do. That's what we're here for, guys. <laughs> every every once in a while, North Texas will have somebody that wants to stand, wants to make a stand. 
Um, and it's and, and our policy, yeah, Doug and I's policy is absolutely no politics. Oh, yeah. You sit down and game, you just game. You, there's no litmus tests. There's no this and that. We've had a few people over the years that want to do litmus tests, and we say you don't have to come to the con. I mean, that, yeah. that's all we can tell you is we 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 can't we can't do what you want to do. We had one person once who um, who asked if we had uh, op- if we had. Um, concealed carry at the con. We said, "Well, oh god, I remember that." Well, yeah. we we have the hotel; it allows you to carry. So we we as a con cannot prevent somebody from carrying if they have the paperwork because the it, we're in the hotel. We're we're not a separate entity. We have to do whatever the hotel wants us to do. And then they're like, "Well, you, you probably need to switch hotels." And like, we're not going to switch hotels. So so you know, you, sorry. I mean, it's not a political statement. It's just that they allow open carry as part of the hotel allows open we, carry. You, uh, oh, Glenn just dropped out. You just dropped out, Glenn. I, I don't think you bounced in. No, but, no, no. I mean, I mean, the thing is, we you can't. Hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And what we try to let the person know is we can't okay. prevent anybody that's lawfully carrying a weapon from entering the con because the hotel allows it. Mm-hmm. Now, right. if the hotel didn't allow it, then yes, we would definitely enforce that and say, look, if if you cannot, oh, you cannot conceal carry our con. Um, our, our big have, one's drinking. That's our big one. We have a bar area, and that's where drinking is allowed. Well, in Texas, you, you're not allowed to carry, you're not allowed to carry a weapon uh, where they serve alcohol anyway. So, yeah, that, yeah. that that would be a big, huge no-no. Any that that's illegal. <laughs> that's already illegal if you tried to carry with a bar. Yeah. Um, but we we have a lot of law enforcement that attend our con, uh, uh, and and some of them sometimes they they do carry. Um, but yeah, that that was one instance where we're like, was this isn't political at all? Right. This is just this is just us following the law. And the, the law, law is you're allowed to do it if you have all the paperwork. Now, if somebody doesn't have the paperwork, yeah, that's illegal. They need to be. Well, we would boot them out of the con in a second. But uh, we never had a problem. Yeah, I mean, just it was it was somebody that just was reacting to certain things that happened in the media, and they were they were worried, and we tried to reassure them that you know. That, I mean, half the we have what probably five or six. Um, sh- there's a lot of sheriffs in West Texas that play D and D and play yeah. games, and and they come every year. We're like, look, you, you're surrounded by active law enforcement. You're probably right. safer here than you are at any place, any con you go to. These are active law enforcement yeah. uh, individuals, so you're 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 actually very safe here. I I I, I do remember that. The other thing is. Um, Guys, I would drop off for the convention and uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. you for you know what this is, right, Eric? Oh, yes. Because I've been chomping at the bit for like the last 24 hours because I was shown, I was directed to a video yesterday that Eric showed me. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And has everybody seen this video? No, I don't think Glenn saw it yet. We're talking Mr. James Raggy of Lamentations of Flame Princess made a video. You know what? Whoa. I think I know what's going on with Glenn. I heard it. Glenn, are you watching this on YouTube? Oh, yes. Uh, that's happened to me before. There's a, no, there's a several second lag. 
Oh, okay. I was thinking because I'm having a lag there. Because I've, I've be done it. that before. That's what happened. Yeah, my, I've done that. I'm yeah. on my tablet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm on my tablet. But uh, um, yeah, James, that's the only thing with a James, decent camera. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, James Raggy uh, put out a video updating. Well, I don't uh, really updating the uh, status of Lamentations of the Flame Princess and updating the status of James in general. And uh, it, it was a, it was a a painful video to watch. I gotta uh, say, man, it, it was. I I I'm at the point where you know I think I what I dropped fifty bucks into this ref book and I've been bitching about it maybe more vocally than most for the last whatever couple of years. Um, not, not as vocally but, as me, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's basically he just looks on the ragged edge, and I feel bad for him. At this point, dude, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. Keep my fucking fifty bucks or whatever it was, and just get yourself together and fucking. I'm I'm serious. I just feel bad. I just guy. He's like, yeah, Christ, I, I can't yeah. describe it, man. You know, just get yeah, get it, your it, shit together, man. Take care of yourself. You know, do what you got to do, and and you know. Christ. So I was telling Eric, I, I think um, I saw that video and I realized that ref book's never coming out. Uh, no, that, yeah, that's yeah. never no. coming out. So that's gone. And um, I don't know who that video was, was for because there are very few no. writers that are willing to um, Create create product on spec. Basically, yeah, you'll get royalties down the line. Yeah. There are probably zero artists that I know that are willing to do that because artists are so used to getting taken advantage of that yeah. they, that they're very quick to to point out that look, I did work. You need to pay me for my work. There's very few of them that will work for royalties or for spec. Um, I, yeah, so I don't know who he's trying to get to save his company, but but I, I you know they're not there. People that are willing to work for free are just not there. Sorry, or but they are. But you're going to get exactly what you paid for. If you want free work, you're going to get you're going to get crappy stuff. I mean, that's just what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. no, and 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 he's yeah. looking for. Uh, you know, I'm I'm posting. Oh no, that's is it the right? Is that the link? I hope it is. No, it wasn't the link. Of course, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I copy pasted the wrong part of because somebody sent it to me on Discord. So now, now, all right. So that's a false alarm, folks. Here, let me get, let me get you the. But of course, you can't watch it while you're watching us. So, um, I don't want to say go go screw, but go screw. Yeah. Watch it later. As our, as our seven uh, viewers go down to none <laughs> after you paste the link. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it was painful to watch because it was uh, watching James basically say, uh, "Yeah, we were we paid off all our debt, and now we're back to living hand to mouth." And uh, we have, and his muse, his inner muse, nice. seems to be gone. So, oh, Zach, I mean, Glenn. Uh, Zach, well, him and Zach, he, that's part of the problem, too. He didn't mention Zach, but he did say people that he used to talk to on a daily basis, multiple times a day, he no longer can talk to. So, and and Zach was his uh, uh, mo his moneymaker 
Greg, James Raggy is the Icarus of RPG. <laughs> he reached, he got to the, tried to get to the sun, he almost touched it, and his wings melted off. And, I yeah. tell you, yeah, he's like, so, so when, when did this start going wrong? Because I, you know, look, Lamentations, I mean, by, by any, so, so I look at it this way. I, I really like James a lot. I like his chutzpah. I he yeah. created a whole genre. I mean, it's a whole genre that, that was nobody was doing anything with. He created a whole genre. His product is is quality. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, I mean, most of his stuff are campaign ender, enders. I mean, they're because yeah. it's always funny. I go to his forums and everybody's like. Uh, yeah, is anybody running a campaign? Like, yeah, but everybody died. I mean, that's like every because I mean, yeah, they're gonna you're gonna die in every campaign. I, I just it's, it's hard for me to see a really long lived uh, Lamentations campaign if they're using the actual written material. Now you can play a dark campaign without using written material and probably do just fine, but the written material is gonna wipe the TPK you half the time. Um, but I mean, so I mean, I I, I, I I want this thing to succeed. But something happened a few years ago. It, it was it predated the Zach breakup because Zach was he was a huge money maker for the company. I mean, um, yeah. Red and Pleasant Land, um, Vornheim. Uh, now Blue Medusa was done with somebody that was done with a different publisher. Right. Um, but but uh, Patrick Stewart, I think. Yeah. But the um, I mean, Red and Pleasant Land went through about four printings. Vornheim went through four or five. I mean, I, they did really well. Um, I, that that hurt him. That hurt him when Zach got in trouble and had to go away for a while. But but there was something else going on. Oh, oh lost Glenn. Lost Glenn. It might the, might be the connection. There was something else going on that happened right about then. I, I don't know what it was, but this is right before he kind of hired Stacy D to do his customer search, which is a terrible move. It, it um, could have been a personal thing. Didn't he get divorced recently? He did get divorced, and, and, that, and that's I think that's what I'm leading to is I, I think that was I uh, yeah. something that happened that didn't work out very well for him. I, well, you know, I, for my, I, I actually want to go ahead, Kevin. I was gonna say the first chink in the armor was when he tried to run, I think, 12 uh, con not consecutive concurrent uh, uh, Kickstarters, and they were all working off each other, and then I think only like refunded yeah because you just can't do that that that's 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 it's confusing to people it's, it, it, it was confusing and to me it's much, and it's too much money out of people's pockets sure yeah at, at one time and it was uh it was it was it was bad i mean and i had i had listen i'm no kickstarter expert but i'm an expert on failed kickstarters and yeah. i gave you know james the advice of dude you're gonna cannibalize your own sales by doing this you're going to really hurt yourself. And he's like, yeah, you don't know. And, well, all right. Oh, Glenn is returning. Uh, the circle return, is, the return the circle of is turning. The return of Glenn. But, hey, yeah, yeah, that, and then, of course, again. last year, we all know with the COVID, wow. um, he does a lot of uh, of convention sales, and he was basically shut out of all conventions last year. And, and that, that is a huge, huge – I think he said, what was it, 40%, 60% of his business was convention some, sales. Some huge amount. It was a huge number. And so yeah. that that was immediately you – know, you know, that's that happened to a lot of small publishers last year. That wasn't just yeah. uh, uh, James. So right. I, maybe it's so, all these things added together. I mean, I, I don't know, but – Well, and it, part of it is it, most small publishers, they are publishers as a side gig. For yeah. James, this is his gig. Last summer, he was putting the call out that, you know, Lamentations was on the ropes, had to pay off nearly six figures in uh, debt to the Finnish government for, for mm -hmm. loans. 
and he was able to pay. He raised enough money to pay that back. I actually bought products, saying, you know, it's a bit of a gamble, but I'll get my money's worth if it comes through. And if I don't, all right, I'm willing to gamble it. It was my birthday, so I figured it's a, if I get it, it's a gift. <laughs> and uh, it it came through, and you know, it stuff looks good. Is it usable? I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't do much more than read the first few pages of each book. That's the thing. I kicked in money over the summer just because, uh, yeah, shit. You know, I'm gonna. I was. I was thinking I have to uh, pay him money now to get my shit later. But it was almost like extortion in a weird way. But I, I looked again as I, you know, yesterday after I looked at the video. I'm like God or whoever it was, and I looked at the, I looked at his site, and I'm like, I just maybe I'll buy something to help support him. We throw him twenty bucks. And honestly, I couldn't find a, a goddamn good thing I wanted because I'm looking at descriptions that are all like, you know, fuck for Satan or whatever the hell it is, and I know his style of game. And I, like you said, they're, they're just party killers. And I don't want, I, I, I buy stuff I won't use, but it's nostalgic or it's old stuff or it's collectible. But I know I won't use this. I know right. I can't use this. And I don't even want to read it. You know, and I talked to him years ago. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I just who wants that vibe in my head? And I talked to him years ago about this. I said, Glenn, I said, oh, Jesus Christ, James, <laughs> why don't you just uh, put out, you can put out your shit that you like to put out, but put out other shit that'll sell. That people would want to use it generically, all you know, just general, good old fashioned freaking adventure. And he's no, you want to do it. I'm like, all right, man, you're gonna have a niche of a niche of a niche. And, <laughs> and Joe, he used he used to do that because look at stuff like Death Frost, Doom, uh, Grinding Gear, uh, mm -hmm. Hammers of the God. Mm -hmm. Th those are, I mean, they're weird, but they're good, solid adventures. They're not exactly. gonna kill your whole party. They're exactly. not TPKs. And, and and he just moved away from that. He said, "No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it way out here. I, yeah. I, yeah, those are weird, but they're not weird enough. But you know what? That kind of stuff, it, like you said, it sells. People want to want something they can play that's just maybe a little off or a little yeah. weird. And those were, those were all really good. I, I don't know why he can't still write that kind of stuff. That stuff was really, really was playable. It was actually playable yeah. with a just kind of a weirdo, you know, crazy pulp type of vibe." Yep. Um, and then I think did he also do the was it the one that under the church the doom that crawled or something which was the god that, was the, pretty the god good. that crawled or yeah something. I can't yeah. remember who wrote yeah. that if he wrote that up that was actually yeah. good that you could you could do that without killing your whole party yeah, but, yeah. yeah but it, like, it like most happen. bands their early stuff was good right I mean <laughs> right. that's what it comes out to right. The early stuff was good, and he but just you can still do that though. He can still write. He can still do that. I, I unless, like Eric said, Eric th thinks he's basically um, he has writer's block and he can't do anything anymore. Which I, I can, I guess, emotionally, well, I can see that. Well, yeah. that's why he wants three writers and three artists because yeah. he's not. He, he can't write it right now. He can't write the ref book. Remember, the, the ref book went from being written to being. Uh, I'm going to dictate it into my digital recorder and then give it to somebody else to write down mm -hmm. my word. And then from that, we're going to uh, edit it into something fairly, maybe possibly coherent. And that'll be the ref book. And uh, I think the four of us could do that. I mean, I, I, I hope he makes a comeback. I really do. Cause this guy, he's got that crazy genius thing going on. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's got that, that weird kind of out there-ness that he could pull it off. He could like pull himself out of the ashes and do something. Hope I, for the sake of just, just freak guy. He's a, he's a decent enough guy. I don't want to see nobody fail. I hope he does. All right. You know, I'm still pissed at the ref book, but I hope he does. All right. But I, I he just got to get his shit together and, 
you know, if your ship is on, off course and, and you know, you got a storm ahead, turn the fuck around, man. Go back to the, the, the safe harbor. Go back to the stuff that, that's going to make you money and keep you safe. And at least for, for a little bit, his, his rules are some of the best OSR rules out there. Second, I think yeah. only, you know, there's like the time, you guys, Swords and Wizardry, Lamentations, Old School Essentials, and Ash. Well, that they create, I mean, like best said, he, he created, he created a, um, a genre and yeah. you know it's it's cool that other people want to play in his in his you know in his his sandbox so to speak but i think he needs to make the comeback and i mean uh i was thinking something else he also did fuck for satan which i thought was it's a it's an interesting read i mean it it, it actually it's not a tpk either it's yeah. it's very weird it's a very very weird adventure and then it's a red the whole adventure is a red herring but um but yeah, I mean that that's something he did that he could do. So I mean, yes, it's called what it's called. So you know, he he admits he he names things provocatively just so yeah. people will pick it up, like she bleeds or you know whatever. Um, vaginas are magic. I mean, whatever. I mean, he does that on purpose. He he, yeah, he and he's yeah. admitted it. You know, but and whatever works. Stern, so that yeah, that works. Shock, yeah. yeah, if it you works, know. it works. But th there's some good stuff out there. Uh, he just needs to go back to what to what got him there. You know. I, I mean, Paul McCartney, look, Paul McCartney, he's been successful for 50, 60 years, not because he didn't start doing doom metal and, and he, you know, he didn't start rapping because he's yeah. not a rapper or a doom metal guy. Yeah. He just, he just said, you know, I, he writes pop songs. He just to stick with this and he's made tons of money over the years. Yes. Wings yeah. isn't as good as, as Beatles and, you know, whatever he's doing now isn't as good as Wings, but you know, he, he's. Yeah, shock value can only sell so much. I I think that's true because he does have his very loyal uh, group of of um, fans, but beyond that, he hasn't expanded that much. At least not recently. Um, and look, look, I, I have a look here. If if you want my solution, James, here's what it is. J just get back with Zach and, and just and everybody's gonna hate you, but they already hate you. They already hate right. you. The and people that are gonna hate you already do. There are people who already hate you. Already hate you. And just be the just the 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 bad guy. Be the bad guy. Say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do something with Zach, and have Zach write something, and you and Zach do something together, and just do it. And yeah, you'll get so much publicity, and you'll get all the people who don't like you already yelling about you that you won't even have to buy any publicity. You'll get it all, you know. And then just just go back to doing what you do best and write it write an interesting adventure. Right. Uh, you, don't need, you don't need drive through to sell it because. You can sell the PDFs on your site. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. And you can sell a book on your site. You have it, but you raise what a hundred thousand dollars over the summertime doing these sales, you know, yeah. for books. So you know you have the built-in market. Uh, smaller publishers without the following need drive-through to make their sales. Uh, James does not. So, and like I said, the people that are going to complain about James working with Zach. Are the same ones that are complaining about James, when he, even though he's not working with Zach, because you're still going to be considered he, an enabler. They're, 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 they're not buying his stuff anyway. They're not buying his right. stuff now. Why, why would he care about making them angrier? They're, they're already not buying his stuff. Right. And, I, mean, and I, I think he's done too much. Like he did this little tiptoe through the tulips thing when, you know, what was it? Zach is not in this book. And he, he Zach did not, Zach did, yeah, Zach did yeah. not, Zach did not write know, this book. Why tiptoe around it anymore? Just, just embrace it and say, look, you know, I, 
I'm still friends with Zach, and so I'm going to do a book with him. And if you don't like it, tough luck. What, what, I mean, it's like he's trying to please people on Twitter, and and we found out in our lives that you know there's no percentage in trying to make people on Twitter happy. It's the, no. it's not going to help you one single bit to make people on Twitter happy because they're not. They're all they're all lunatics, so you can't really make them happy. So. I mean, I mean, I mean, James yeah. could tomorrow just say, tell people that look, I am going to burn every copy of anything Zach ever did, and I am going to totally renounce him, and I will never work with him again. He's an awful person, and I'm going to not only that, I'm going to burn everything I ever published, and I'm going to start over again from scratch, and I'm going to write generic D and D adventures. And you know what? They'd still hate him, and they would find something. The they would find something he did wrong. It did matter. These are people that doesn't matter what you do. Right. I mean, that's that, that, that is. And, and the thing is, once you're on that list, you don't get off it. You mm -hmm. can't. I mean, e even even when what Stacy was uh, the customer relations for uh, for uh, Lamentations and said Lamentations of Flame Princess is not OSR. Um, you know what? Yeah, people ignored her because, uh, you know. Oh, we're getting an echo. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. me. I just I just checked picture. I didn't hear anything. Oh, yeah, I, I mute I when I'm not. I heard my voice. I heard my voice, but I hear my I voice in my, in my nightmares. So. <laughs> I mute, I mute when uh, I don't talk, so I don't think maybe I just need to mute. I don't know. Testing one, two, three. Oh, Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. <laughs> Whoever watches this next week, this is where this is this is what live broadcasting is. <laughs> that's why that's that's why people enjoy it because yeah, we, 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 you know, we, we don't we don't edit, we don't rewind, we don't say, all right, time out, we got to refix this shit. Uh, well, we edit, yeah. editing would make it really pretty. Well, we we could have some, we could have a nice show if we edited it, man. Take out all no, the never, all the dead air and all the no. weird stuff and all the cursing. You take the weird stuff uh, cursing oh. out. It's a 30-second video. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, we were saying, Glenn, that if we take if we took out all the cursing and on and, and all the weird fuck ups, oh. uh, it would be a 30-second video. <laughs> if that. Well, might just be an intro. <laughs> oh god! Well, anyway, that, that was a that was Hello? an interesting video. I, I I remember I was watching it, and it's 17 minutes long and three minutes into we, it, I was like, "Dear we God!" Can hear you. Oh, we can't. We can hear, hear you. What, Hello? Glenn? Are you having technical issues? I think can you this hear might us. Be, I think this might be Glenn oriented. Glenn, can you hear us? We oh, no. we can we can hear um, uh, folks at home. I'm tapping. <laughs> we can hear you, but you can't hear us. We might have to edit this for this one. This might be our no. first edited. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just gonna leave this. I just got. Is Glenn? Can I don't. Hear Glenn. Oh dear. Yes, Glenn. He's got a delay. Yeah, he's it's gotta be. Now, yeah, it's just this is bizarreness, folks. <laughs> Plus, I noticed uh, that if we talk, if, if Glenn is speaking, any of us speak, it cuts him right out. Eric? I don't know why. Yes, Glenn. Can you hear me now? Uh, 
Oh wow! Oh, oh okay. no! Now he's froze. It's frozen. It's fro he's, he's 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 frozen cryogenically. He's cryogenically know. frozen. Can you hear me? Oh, now we can hear you. But your vi your you your video Glenn, is. You oh, oh, there he goes. What does it, Glenn, come back and not use video? I, I wonder if video. That's is called probably the best bet. It's probably because if, if he's he, yeah. if he's using a little handheld or something, it might be yeah. too much. Yeah, it, it might, might be. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it might be too much. Might be heavy. Might might be. Uh, yeah. Glenn has been uh, very laggy, almost like a raggy. Sorry. Anyway, so what I was saying fun. is, I, I'm watching the 17 minute video. I'm three minutes into it, going, "Dear God, there's 14 more minutes." Um, but yes, yeah, so that that was um, that was interesting. I, I hope uh, Raggy succeeds, and I hope he does he's well. Sure. But I don't know what his plan is. I I don't. Well, the plan he has is not a very good plan. It's not much of a plan, and I I don't think it's going to work. So I, I hope he good. just expands his base and goes back to making models that people want to play. Don't stop the weird shit. I know he doesn't want to get away from the weird shit. He's so invested in the weird shit. But you could have two divisions of your company, weird shit and shit that sells. You know right. what I mean? Right. That's that's it. You know, you could call the other division shit that sells and supports the weird shit division. You know, and that, that could help him out. I, well, I I mean, well, his early stuff is, I mean, like grinding gear. So the grinding gear is a kind of a killer dungeon. But it's it's yeah. it's weird, but not... No, not really gross, over the top, crazy. Weird. It's it's basically a dungeon by a guy who made it to kill adventurers. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's the hook. There's no yeah. necessarily over the top monsters. There's no sexual stuff. I mean, it's just that. No, so just make stuff. But it's it's it, it's it's interesting. It's different. You yeah. know, and it it's it's a, it's, a, it's a fun little hook. So mm -hmm. do more stuff like that. Do stuff that has mm -hmm. a fun little hook, but doesn't have to be, you know, gross or. I mean, over the top, just over the top, just to be over the top, you know. It's, it's like a, it's like a metal band sitting there going, you know, our, our metal stuff's great, so now we're going to start biting the heads off bats. Oh wait, wait, Ozzy did that. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn, why don't you try turning oh. off your video? Because, but Glenn, turn off your video. Can you hear me now? Try, try without video. There we go. Uh, now, maybe works. now, let's see if this works. Now, can you hear us, Glenn? Well. Hello. So much can for you being hear a YouTube us? star. <laughs> you don't have you don't have a face for video anyway. Yes. <laughs> All right. So now you can hear us. Before I can hear it was like, yeah. yeah, this is this is much better. That's okay. You know, Joe doesn't. You have guys a, are all delayed to me. Well, I'm no, trying. dude, we were we were fine. The delay is on your side, yeah. but yes, you're you're better now that you you have the video. Uh, turned off. That's what I hit the whiskey. Yeah, he just he just tilted <laughs> all the way back, didn't you, there, Mike? Yeah, this second night. It's the second of night. Was, I was trying to. Oh god! This is like tavern chat. <laughs> Except you're. It's I like just you shut up until I get a chance to speak. But you're like way well, back in the tunnel. The like, yelling at us. Um, oh my! Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remind Eric uh, the contest. What contest? Contest. Oh, oh Eric. that's Hello? right. You have you have a, you have a giveaway. Oh, Can you hear us? Yeah. Yes, which I can't show now because I don't have video. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he give, what's he giving away? Hold, maybe, maybe hold, on. hold on a second. I have a copy of something back here. This is, uh, is it Rob, Rob Connolly's thing. Yeah. Oh, Wait Majestic Wilderlands. Nice. I, I, I do have a copy right here somewhere. I, I don't. Uh, it's not here. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. My, my copy is not where yeah. 
It's, it's in the midst it's of a little, It's a digest size book. It's awesome. It's by Rob yeah. Conley. That's all you need to know. It's Rob. He Conley's just held it up. Great. Yeah. Anything Rob Conley puts out, you gotta <laughs> yeah. get it. Just well, get so it. Well, hey, somebody, 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 sent, somebody sent me an extra hard copy. Ooh, so I wanted to give it away on the show. Hell? Where's my hard copy, Rob? What the hell? You don't count, Mike. You uh, don't, don't count that, that bit much. I. I guess yeah, back in that project doesn't help. <laughs> there you go. Mine is on the way. I know that. Okay, folks, I'm giving away a bad Mike's copy. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to it. Uh, All right. Uh, so how do you want to give it? <laughs> That's, an, That's an inside joke. Yeah, I still yeah. remember Blood Island. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's All right, so Glenn. How do you want? How do you want to do this, Glenn? Hey. Eric, Eric will tell you how you can win Bad Mike's copy of the Majestic oh. Fantasy RPG. I, I, I will tell you how you can get a copy sent to you. And you know what? And Glenn will sign it. Now, Glenn did not write it, but Glenn did do artwork in it. So, actually, Glenn, you oh, can nice. sign the picture, the, oh, the artwork yes, that you I did. Can sign it. I'll sign it on my artwork. Yes. You'll sign it on your art. Yeah, so I oh, think that's pretty cool. Oh, so you could say you have a signed copy of this. Anyway. Um, see, see, now I'm going to have to go over to... Uh, see, I used to have dice on my desk, but then the cat uh, decided that she liked the dice on my desk. So I don't know where the hell the dice on my desk are. God damn it. There they are. All right. So I And I've already been told that my method sucks, well, and it's not truly random. Of course, it doesn't... Mind. Uh, I like this. Chad's are. Mike says Glenn has a face for radio, and Glenn gives away Mike's copy of the book. That is. Roll the die. Um, should should we roll a d twenty and just count backwards from the last last comment? Good enough. Good idea. All right. So who shall roll it? Shall I roll it? Go ahead, Go ahead man. I got I got I got a d twenty. Here Go here's ahead. my uh, Dollar Tree. Uh, D20. You have the, uh, the, the, the yeah, this is the uh, uh, I think it's called Ship Round, and uh, because <laughs> I, I, I think that that is the most appropriate color. All right, now we're gonna count back six, but we're going to skip. Uh, if, if, if you've commented more than once in a row, we're gonna skip one of you're gonna skip any comment beyond one. So, Shadzar one, uh, Greg two, Shadzar three. Greg four, Shantar five, Vorbon six six six. Greg, come on down. You are the next contestant on Glenn Halstrom has your fucking book. Um, has Mike's book, but now it's going to be your book. Um, congratulations, uh, Greg. I probably have a PDF for this somewhere that I haven't downloaded. I'm terrible about downloading PDFs. I probably have thirty of them just sitting there. So Greg, just, you can uh, you can message me. I guess uh, probably be Discord would be easiest for, for you, and give me a mailing address because I'm too lazy to look it up. I got it somewhere. Who is, who <laughs> is uh, Vauban? Who is Vauban? Who's Vauban? It's Greg. Greg, who? What, what Greg knows? What That's Greg what I'm wondering. Knows. How the hell does he know about Blood Island? I'm like, I don't know who's this what, guy. Who, I don't recognize who the picture. Was, it must be. <laughs> who, who was the first DM we had as, as a group together? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, not not me. Actually, I came in a little late. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you came in yeah, late. Yeah. 
But in any case, yes. yeah. All right, cool, man. Good to see you, Greg. I know you said he was listening. You should have counted my <laughs> comments like I won my copy back. <laughs> I got to write. I'm gonna write an angry letter to Rob Conley because he's not going in alphabetical order when he mails these. Obviously, <laughs> Bad Lotto's way oh. before Glenn Hallstrom. No, Come no, on. no. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn got a review copy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, he does that review shit. I forgot about that. That's a good. That's yeah. a good shit. You know, we and we don't do reviews, Eric. Damn it, we don't get any freebies out of this. No, we don't. We don't do it. I will sucks. review. Uh, uh, I, I got to review Rob stuff. I got to review uh, Swords and Wizardry now. I'd love to review the full Swords and Wizardry uh, game, including the player's book. But theoretically and technically, I don't have a PDF copy of the player's book to review. But if I did, I'd tell you that it looks pretty good and it clears up some, some things that uh, I, I thought could use some clearing up. But mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But I'm not saying because it hasn't released yet. So I couldn't have a copy. Theoretically, I might not, or do <laughs> have not. I can't say. And and, and Mike like certainly it. had nothing to do with anything that might be involved here because Mike is too honest a man. I had to go. Well, for thought, Mike, Thank you. Thank you. That's true. Well, yeah, but I blocked yeah. it too. Yeah, but I blocked well, it too. I think I think Glenn's possessed. So you gotta cozy up. You gotta cozy up to Glenn Steele. Uh, Glenn, the only the only person in this room that I cozy up to is Mike in the booth. Okay, because you know that's we gotta keep warm at like uh, Gary Con. So you know the two bears have to like you know stay close for body warmth. Um, that was a really bad joke, and I apologize to Mike for saying that. <laughs> I'll live. I could tell Eric's talking. Everyone's confused. Everyone's confused. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Tim. Just, just you wait, Tim, because I have an idea to bounce off you that's going to give you work. Uh -oh. right? And you, uh, yeah, you probably won't be able to say no because it's probably a good idea. But, uh -oh. duck. Yeah. Duck. No. <laughs> Doc, take a step back when I volunteer you for this. Uh, <laughs> All right, hey, so, uh, Mike. When is uh, when is the uh, Swords and Wizardry box set coming out? We talked about it before. Um, I didn't... Pr probably about May. Okay. Uh, okay. Everything is very delayed this year. Yeah, because COVID, of you know, know. yeah, we can just blame COVID forever. Uh, probably, it's, but like, no, it's like yeah. Becky handing me a. Uh, uh, birthday card here. Say something nice. <laughs> but but no, we we, we have everything was backed up from the minute COVID happened because China has yeah. a, everything's printed in China, all the big stuff, and so I don't even know when it will ever get caught up. Probably about a year or so. Yeah. They're finally gonna get caught up, but uh, yeah, we we should see, be seeing around May or June, I believe. Well, that's um, the, the, it's it's already available. P, the PDF, I believe, is finished. <laughs> I think I got um, the players. But I, no, I got the I got the players without yeah. the DMs. I believe. Well, I the oh, no, I think I I got the I got uh, from my well, mailing my my uh, 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 code for the frog guy. Everything but the players immune to my charm. Nobody's immune to your charm. We well, just don't heard it. I probably would have been offended. <laughs> But uh, um, I, 
I, I believe that the uh, players book is the one outstanding uh, book right now. Don't for send the, me uh, a name and address. I'll, uh... Yeah, I'll get I'll I'll get you Greg's uh, name and address. You'll you'll have you'll have it be 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 before the sun doth rise. Right. Oh. We, we will take care of that. If I have um, to go through, uh, send me a name and address. I'll get it out to him. Yeah, not a problem. Hey, I got a really mm. dumb question, but since you're here, I know you guys could answer this thing. I'm still confused about oh, this because I'm not up on the whole who's who and everything. You know, <laughs> I barely know anybody. Um, what the hell is with Necromancer Games? Who are they under? Are, are they part of you guys? Or is yeah, so, so yeah, Necromancer Games is a offshoot of frog games and what necromancer is for it's for publishing older stuff republishing yeah. all the older necromancer stuff and also for uh more one shots that don't happen in the lost land for, forgot frog games is more of the lost lands publisher so anything frog gotcha. games publishes will be a lost lands publication anything and necromancer and publishes right? is yeah Anything okay. Necromancer publishes will be more of a one-shot, uh, no, not necessarily happening in the Lost Lands, uh, or it'll be one of the re one of the reprints of one of our earlier uh, adventures that twenty or twenty year ago. Like, I think uh, this year we have uh, Gary Gygax's huh. Necropolis coming out for Five E. Gotcha. Uh, that I'm pretty sure that's going to be no, that's me. No, that's going to be Lost. <laughs> that'll be Lost Lands. Actually, I think it. Well, I, I don't know. Let me check. I have to check on that one. I thought it might I told have been you, I, I, I got the I backed the Tome of Alchemy you guys put out that mm -hmm. Max got him in potion creation for five E. Dude, that's the best freaking book on that topic Thank I've you. ever seen. It's it's awesome. It's that was uh, awesome. My, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, that was Courtney. Well, that Courtney, was Courtney, yeah, right? Courtney Campbell did a lot of that work. <laughs> but 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 we had some other people in there too, so it's 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 excellent. I mean, I've looked at all the various things that have been put out on this subject since second edition, you know, herbs and poisons and magic items and all the stuff. And you guys found a way to put all of that crap into one book and make it accessible, make it make sense, make it broad enough um, that that is interesting. It's fantastic. I, I I got the PDF of it. I'm loving it. I'm loving. It. I can't wait to get that in in person too. But I, that that's necromancer. You know, that's what brought the question. You know, that's a necromancer mm -hmm. teams thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so like, too. Yeah, yeah because so it's like, not yeah, specifically <laughs> lost land, so yeah, that'd be another yeah. answer, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's excellent. That's excellent. That's and like I said, it's for five E and Pathfinder, but it works for anything. You can play with any. It's easily convertible from five E or Pathfinder to any system. You know, so that's awesome. Yeah, and well, so you, know, you got a couple of things I'm looking forward to getting from you guys soon. Uh, Necromancer predates Frog God Games, and. Uh, it, it was only like only in the last what year or two that uh, Frog Guy was able to get uh, full possession of uh, Necromancer. Right, right. Well, uh, actually, yeah, because it, it was Necromancer. The 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 name was co-owned by uh, uh, Clark Peterson and um, uh, Bill Webb, and uh, we we actually uh, bought it from uh, Clark last year. Gotcha. Uh, so so now we we own one hundred percent everything Necromancer and. Um, and yes, and so yeah, it, it's you know it's good and diverse. We ask a lot, a lot of people ask us, you know, why do you do Indiegogo and and um, Kickstarter? You know, why not just do everything on Kickstarter? Well, it's good to diversify. It really is because you know, if nothing else, we've seen during last year things can happen that aren't good. Yeah. Like, like we did all we do all our printing in China, 
except for our Indiegogos, which are printed in Arizona. Well, look what happened last year. China printing yeah. shut down for a month. Yet our Indiegogos were able just to keep rolling out because all that printing was done locally in the United States and Arizona. It's it's not. I don't think it's good to suicide and do everything. You know, put all your eggs in one basket. And that's the way our right. company's yeah. been running now for the last few years. Is we're trying to diversify. We're trying not to become dependent on any one writer, any one yeah. artist, any one system. Um, and you know, and so we're going to have different, different, uh, uh, imprints, you know, that just do different things, you know, frog yeah. God for lost lands and necromancer for other things. And that's yeah. why we also do Indiegogos and Kickstarters. Yeah. I backed 1975 and Indiegogo just recently did that, uh, mm-hmm. the reprint it, of that. It, one well, I, was not, I just, I just got, well, I got my copy a while back. It's right up here somewhere, but yeah, it's, that was a, I, I liked the uh, remake of that. The Grimsgate was really good. They did a great job with doing mm-hmm. the, uh, um, the updating of that and I, I don't play fifth edition but it's it's good that fifth edition is around because it's causing us to reprint a lot of our older products like grimsgate that had been out of print for a long long time yeah. and that are really really good products we just that that we were sold out and we, we didn't want to yeah. make another printing so um the indiegogo allows us to do a whole another printing of it well, I recently backed Castles and Crusades thing that they did for I think it was the Player's Handbook or whatever, and for Five E and um, it, it, they they're along with that you could you know add on whatever you want, and I backed and I, I backed that and I picked up all their old modules that they converted because they have the same what ten or fifteen modules you know they've been putting out for years now, and I, they converted them over to Five E. I, I I bought them all. I bought like the mega package basically, so I got the whole conversion for Five E, all their modules and. And the Castle Keeper's Guide and the Player's Handbook and you know the, and the aired their whole setting thing. I'm looking forward to getting that too because I've never honestly had all the all the Castles and Crusades stuff. You know, I had a little bit of this, a little right. bit of that, but now I'm going to get it all in one fell swoop. So I really appreciate when Kickstarters do that. You know, it's like oh, here's a here's a new Kickstarter, but if you want, you can buy all the old stuff along with this Kickstarter, <laughs> add right, it in, right. and wham, you got everything, the whole collection all at one time. You know. I like the Castle Crusade stuff too. I I don't, I've read a lot of it. I don't think any of it's spectacular, but none of it's bad either. It's all, it's all playable. It's all really good playable stuff. Yep. It's old fashioned AD and D style, decent enough to run at your game night stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, and that's not a criticism. I think that's that's a good compliment. You oh, know? That, if I could grab a right. module off the shelf because I'm tired and work sucked and I didn't get time to prepare because whatever the hell happened and I got a half an hour to read a fucking module and I could read this intro and I could look at the box text and I could get it going and you know uh-huh. before the game, I'm happy as a pig and shit. That's that's perfect. That's just what I'm looking for sometimes. You know, that's right. just what I'm right. looking for. Easily oh, converted over stuff. I hear you. I'm exactly the same way when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy. I, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to back to a bunch of Kickstarters, you know, and I'm looking forward to getting. I have, to, I have a whole blank shelf and a half next to me because of all the Kickstarters that are due to come in. Had <laughs> a boring summer with COVID, so I, oh, <laughs> it's going to be coming in over the spring and summer this year. <laughs> well, I I, I yeah. I've backed way too many Zine quests, but uh, yeah. can you really back too many Zines? I still have those boxes I got. Years ago, on a Kickstarter, they were meant to like hold zines, and now mm. I'm gonna have to pull them off my shelf and actually use them to hold the so, zines. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, which was good because it means that I have empty boxes on a shelf that will now actually hold stuff. So, I'm not gonna, I'm not <laughs> gonna lose go. any space. The space was already being taken up, so and yeah, so nobody can complain, okay. you know. Hey, they're valuable yeah. now, they're useful, <laughs> can't yeah. throw them out. <laughs> and, and, and after and after COVID, it just, and I wow. always. I, I've meant to do this. When we get together again, 
and we do our uh, you know trip down to the complete and, and then hit a bar yeah. afterwards. I have some five E stuff from uh, I think last Holocon that was uh, sent back for me to to, uh, to possibly review to review. And I don't do five E. You do five E. So that that would be pretty uh, useful for you. So you. Your next trip to complete, you might come back with more than you expect. <laughs> All right, and I'll bring my car. <laughs> Well, there you go. (laughs) If you're going to bring your car, just come out to Queens and we'll just load your car up right from the start. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. God. Uh, It's easier to drive in New York City now, right? I mean, there's nobody there. Christ. Dude, I've driven driven through Manhattan, and it's compared to the old Manhattan traffic on a weekend, it's like a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. I well, see yeah, the video look, camera. It looks like Hartford. Christ. What's weird in uh, Texas is, you know, we've had all the electricity, tons of electricity out, once in a gener- generation snowfall, water pipes bursting. Yeah. And so today was really the first nice day. It was above freezing for the first time in about a week and a half. Um, so everybody got out. Uh, the restaurants were open. The, the fast foods were open. And so what do I see today? Everywhere I go, there's line. I mean, this is the first thing you do when they finally get out. There's lines at McDonald's, fifty cars long. What the hell? Yeah, what yeah. the hell are people doing? What well, I mean, they just need you a big bag that bad. I'm going to wait in line, fifty cars long, after I've been locked up for six days because Big Macs are that bad. Big, they're, they're that good. They're not well, that are- good. Don't do it. Well, these are people that probably you know food spoiled because. You have cans of soup. You have fr- you have frozen food. You could have put your yeah. frozen food outside. <laughs> uh, we, we had a neighbor ask us that. She goes, she said, my electricity's out. Can I put food in your freezer? And I pointed outside and said, it's 10 degrees outside. <laughs> well, get, a, get a cooler. Might, put your cooler on your back spoil. porch. Oh, yeah, that would work. Yes, it would yeah. work. Funny. Yes. It's in there. Don't it's like when I see Florida. Like I see, I love it when I see a Florida snowstorm because all you're gonna see is assholes crashing into everything. It looks like a demolition derby scene yep. throughout the entire Dang. state of Florida. It's it's, a, well, it's funny as hell. <laughs> do you remember a couple years ago? I know this happened to Greg uh, in Georgia. Georgia had like an ice storm, and I believe uh, Greg. I remember had that? Like, oh, I remember that. That was. Ban- it had abandoned his car pretty much and like walk home was it two miles or something like that. And I can I I could picture it and I've driven through an ice storm and because uh, I had to, had no choice. It was up in the Poconos. And it's like if I don't, I'm I'm gonna be losing a day of work because I just, literally it's a Sunday, I gotta go. And I can only oh. wait so long. And it was white knuckle driving at 30 yeah. miles per hour for about 20, 25 miles. Until we started going downhill. And going downhill, by the way, was great and not great. It was awesome. I'm going to go downhill, so the temperature is going to rise. So, therefore, the ice storm, because it's right at the freezing point, to turn to, like, rain and wet roads, not icy roads. Yeah. Only problem is I'm going down one of those deep uh, declines or inclines where it gives that, look warning. Uh, tractor trailers, put your, put your truck in gear 20 miles per hour. And you're looking at that, and you're like, Oh well, I guess it's a pretty steep. I I hope it, and and steep and windy. I'm just like, oh okay, I got traction again. I'm no longer subsiding away. So <laughs> that was like ten years ago. I remember giving the keys to Chris, who had a learner's permit at that point. When we when we got out of the ice storm, like you're driving, he's like, I got a learner's <laughs> permit. Where 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 I goes? I don't 
drive. I don't drive in New Jersey. We're going to be in New Jersey in like a mile. I'm like, exactly. You're driving because I can't. Hey. I, I, <laughs> Worn I out, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, Greg was like, the problem with that big snowstorm was that they canceled school hey. at like 11 a.m. So everyone went out in a row oh, at once. Oh, no. And they were stuck in traffic, no. not moving. And the ice formed under them. Bad oh, deal. Jesus. Yes. Yes, Glenn. Glenn. Hey. Oh, am I have I got that bad a delay? Yes. Uh, yes. We are average. You are. Uh, we're averaging four to ten degrees here. All our pipes are okay except for the ones going to the washer, which are frozen. So we can't do any laundry. Uh, uh, at least they haven't cracked. I mean, that's why. Yeah. Uh, up in the poker, I home, you know, yeah. Well, my parents' house. When we, you know, you know, we're up there maybe for a week or a weekend or whatever in the winter, and you leave. Um, it's uh, turn off the water that, that leads into the house, pour pour antifreeze down every sink and the toilet, and then you set the temperature to forty five, and oh. and then and then, you know, yeah, and oh, antifreeze down the pipes. Antifreeze down the pipe, it, 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 and actually, it's like RV antifreeze that they use in RVs for the, for their, uh, huh. I guess, sewer system or whatever. Because you, I mean, uh, Poconos will go down to negative ten, negative fifteen, and you just don't want to take that chance. I mean, I remember as a kid going up there when my grandfather had the house, and you get up there and there'd be icicles off the ceiling because he just turned the heat off. And uh, I think the pipes broke one year, and then after that, when my parents inherited the house, like we're leaving the the heat at a at a minimal level that's going to be above freezing, and it's better than paying for burst pipes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, hey, we listen, were guys, I'm, gonna, our, I'm gonna have to drop. I got to get up super super stupid early in the morning, so I'm gonna try to hit it early today. That's okay? We're good to close this down. Yeah. Probably it's oh, been two okay. hours. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. almost two hours. I'm, Sick of <laughs> <laughs> Poor Glenn. Glenn's yeah. like, ah, god damn these young whippersnappers. It's not like the lag, Glenn. It's it's your choppy whenever it well, does I'm speak, so we get a we get a syllable. Week, so. Oh gee. I'm, I'm sorry, Glenn. Therapy yeah. week, so it's okay. That's a, well, all right. Well and hopefully uh anyway. Good night, folks. Therapy. Good night, Glenn. Folks, but later, Glenn. Uh, well, in any case. I want to thank uh, Stephen and Angelia for oh, yes. uh, yeah. uh, coming into the chat today, giving us a little uh, info yes. and a uh, little inside information on TotalCon, uh, and thank them for letting us do this four nights in a row in support of TotalCon because we wish we were there physically. We can't be, so we got to do this. Um, thanks from all four of us. Uh, you know us all. You love us all. You can hate me. I understand I'm that. I'm <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn's waving in the dark. At least he's not dancing in the dark. It's, it's probably best for that. Uh, folks, as we have touched upon, we are still in the midst of the world of COVID. Uh, we are not medical professionals, not even Glenn, who may have played one on a stage at one time. However, use your, com use your common sense. You may have you wouldn't throw that fireball in a 10 by 10 room at the dragon that I put in there because I was 13 years old. Dragons fit in the 10 by 10 rooms. But uh, 
the, the blowback that I read about in like issue 66 of Dragon Magazine. Um, you say you have common sense. You wouldn't have thrown it. Well, use your common sense when it comes to COVID. All right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, be safe. Be well. God bless. Uh, you still have a day and a half left of TotalCon, so enjoy it. And we'll, we'll be, be back, back tomorrow night. night. Uh, yeah. Eric and I will be back tomorrow night with, uh, I hate to say it, with Zach Glazer. With Zach Glazer. And then Monday night, uh, Mike and I are going to be making a guest appearance on God Damn It, Zach. Or, but we don't take God Damn It, Zach. We're going to so say GG, Zach. Zach. We do and, now. And we'll be the uh, playthings of uh, Zach and Skeeter. So. More, more like a plaything of Skeeter. If, if oh, you want to know Skeeter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he could be scary, but he's he's lovable. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. rub that bald head the right way, and and then Skeeter calms down. Um, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice, folks. And yeah, Tim, I'm gonna be annoying you in a day or two about an idea. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I I will uh, be back again tomorrow with Bed Mike. All, All right. right. Later. Bye, guys.